Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast. Sold out. With me, your host, Freddie Loso, my co-host, the Devil's Advocate. Welcome. Today um, in wrestling, we have a couple very um, interesting debuts that I wanted to bring up. Uh, one of them in 1986 is Mick Foley, Hall of Famer Mick Foley. Um, and um, in 1997, we have Anthony's favorite, Goldberg. So, uh, <laughs> and he's making a face. Um, so, I mean, two, if you could, you, if you could talk about two polar opposites, you've got, you know, roly-poly Mick Foley. Um, you know, whose, whose best work was done outside on, of the ring on the floor and, and getting hurt and putting people over. And on the other side, end of the spectrum, we have Goldberg, who put no one over, who still hasn't learned how to wrestle. Um, you know, but both both impactful. Just, you know, two sides of the coin. One And one definitely dug all WWE and one definitely WCW, and they represented their brands well. Um, but, you know... Two big days in wrestling, so I wanted to make sure I, I mentioned those. All right, another co-host, the Reverend himself. Yeah, and um, sadly, on the flip side of that, I think everyone here would agree with me to give out most heartfelt felt condolences and um, best possible vibes out there to the families and friends of former referees uh, Dave Hefner, many will remember as the twin Earl's twin there during that angle. Um, remind me, Rob, it was who and Andre when they ran that angle with the um, The Hulkster? The Hulkster. Um, and also to the friends and family of former referee Tim White, who, from all accounts, is just one of the best human beings anybody could ever meet. And that one seemed to hit a lot of people hard. You're following a lot of wrestling communities tweets. So, yeah. All right, and without any further ado, Blackbeard himself, the encyclopedia. And gentlemen, it's story time. I'm going to tell you the real reason why Jason is a reverend. It's his way of going into hiding after he paid out that $3 million and got that bitch to sign that NDA. Nobody can keep a secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So let's let's start off with that. That seemed to be the biggest news last week, as we we took a much needed week off <clears throat> for the boys. Uh, Vince McMahon deposed three million dollars hush money, passed along a girl to John Laurinaitis, like allegedly, a, allegedly, like she was a bag of chips. Um, <laughs> The latest news is Laurinaitis's uh, official company phone number has been removed. He is no longer has that phone, I guess. I don't know if that means anything, but in company circles, we know when people get fired, their phones get turned off. So that could be a possibility there. And now we have a new interim CEO in Stephanie McMahon, which will lead us into some further topics later on. But uh, let's go around the table. Rob, what do you think of all this news? Well, I think I passed this along during the chat. I'm trying to remember now because it was a little while ago when it first happened. But I think I passed around the theory that uh, this was planned by Stephanie. 
that she released this stuff in, out into the press to get Vince out. And uh, it worked. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the conspiracy theory. I think this is all Stephanie and, and Triple H uh, planning their takeover. And they found out about this little rendezvous that Vince had, and, this, and they reported him. And uh, that's how she got put in power. So I'm going with that. I like that story. Sounds very lifetimey. Yeah, it does sound very lifetimey. <laughs> Reverend, what do you got? Uh, you know, it all being a family affair does seem pretty likely. Just especially when you consider the history of the WWE itself. I mean, he had a guy going around and using a lot of his father's goodwill um, with other companies and some will claim, and I don't say it's entirely wrong, that he went and destroyed those territories you know, and, and looked a lot of people in the eye and then went and went ahead and stabbed them in the back. So it's only fitting if that comes from your kids. But, you know, uh, shout out to John Laurinaitis, who's definitely going to be the fall guy for this, because I have yet to see an instance where Vincent Kennedy McMahon goes down for any rap whatsoever. Laurinaitis gets sloppy seconds. Yeah. Ugh. He's, holding, he's holding the bag at the end. <laughs> Very true. Encyclopedia, what do you got? Well, as far as Laurinaitis is concerned, I think he should have taken the advice of the theme song of his daughter's-in-law. You could look, but you can't touch. Apparently he didn't take that too seriously, huh? As far as Vince, okay, so he's not the chairman or the CEO. Instead, he's parading himself out on TV, swinging his dick in the ring twice in the last week. And he still had a creative, so nothing's fucking changed. This Can someone tell me what the point of him walking out on TV and going, uh, hi. Yeah, that made no sense. <laughs> And everybody cheering him. Like, what was everybody cheering for? What was that? Not just yeah. cheering, bowing. What was What was because, that? Because, because people in live events are lemmings. That's what the problem is. They mm. turn off their brains. I mean, how many times can you yell, this is awesome, during one pay-per-view? Not everything's awesome, people. Look it up. Right. Okay? Yeah. Well, we turn off our brains every Monday and Friday at 8 o'clock, and Tuesday, for that matter. But that's self-defense. That's, <laughs> that's different. That's, that's protection. Yeah, right. Now, you know, to that point, though, I think we were talking about this. They do get a lot of stock footage of cheering um, yes, ahead of their do. broadcasts to make sure they have some stuff to fill in. I mean, I'm not saying he walked into a silent room of accusing stares and, you know, pointed index fingers or anything, but it's possible that the crowd reaction was not quite what we saw on television. Well, wouldn't you have heard that? Wouldn't somebody have reported that from the live you event? Would, you would see it's it from too. the crowd, too. Like, it, at least the SmackDown when I went, you could see the crowd not reacting behind in the shot, and then the, the cheers coming in. Mm, very good point. Very good point. You'd at least see that, but Stemming off of this, now the word is Triple H is back in NXT. Well, before we up. before we jump to that, I just got one question. Go I'd like to go yeah. around real quick and just see what you guys think the end result's going to be. 
So Freddie, why don't you why don't you give me your opinion? What do you, how do you think this all works out in the end? Um, I think Laurinaitis is the fall guy. Vince won't go back into the CEO role. I think Stephanie will stay there, but he'll still pull the strings until he dies. In my opinion, um, I don't know what happens to Nick Khan in this instance if Stephanie's um, in charge. That may, may mean that Nick Khan takes a lesser role than he's been having, and Triple H then moves up to a higher role, but uh, that's still to be seen what happens there. Anthony, what do you think? I'm sick and tired of being optimistic that things are going to go in the fans' way. I don't think anything's going to change. Lauren I is being the full guy. All right. That, that's probably the best we're going to get out of it. I think it's going to just go back to status quo and soon enough, and I'm not thrilled about it. I, I've lost faith in WWE giving us what we want for a while. I mean, yeah, some of it, some of the, the show was getting better, but it's sad that I thought the highlight of NXT was the fact that I didn't have to see Vince parade himself out. I mean, when he came out on Raw, I was like, what the fuck is he possibly coming out here for? And it's just to say, well, fuck you, I'm still here. Yep, basically. And, he, basically. and that's why I don't think anything's going to come of this in the end. Even even if he's not, even as Freddie suggested, even if he's not chairman or CEO, he's still he's still running creative. How do they get him out of power? If he paid him out of his own pocket, which is what the rumor is, they don't have a leg to stand on to get rid of him. But with that being said, I think Kevin Dunn goes down for a while too with his whole insider trading bit. Like he knew that, something was coming down. That's been discounted already. Has it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, Kevin I was, Dunn needs to worry about Stephanie. Stephanie does not like him from what I read. So he, he, he's got a different problem on his hands that he may not be yeah. able to get along with her. But does she yeah. have the power to get rid of him? Well, I don't know. That's another question. That that That's why I... I I, I I'd say no, because I think he would have been gone already, honestly. But but it, but if she's CEO, then doesn't that give her the power? Even if you're interim, doesn't that give you the power to fire someone? You would think, but then why is Vince still in charge of creative? Because he voluntarily st- voluntarily stepped he aside, and he's yeah. and he's participating in the investigation allegedly. Mm. He's probably like participating he's... by giving another three million dollars away in an NDA to whoever's <laughs> investigating him. Right. The Reverend, what do we what do we think? You got any thoughts? I think it's the equivalent of watching the NFL conduct its own investigation into its own teams. Um, I expect little to nothing out of this. In terms of in terms of consequences, I expect little to nothing. We're talking about Don Lorenz, and yes, he's going to be the fall guy for this. But even then, in terms of consequences, it ain't going to be that bad because everybody knows in that business you can take a fall at one place and turn up at the next place or at the same place a few years later, and it's not going. It's like nothing ever happened. So I was gonna, I was gonna say the exact same thing. I think Laurinaitis yeah. leaves for a little while and then gets rehired back. They've yeah. done it with Daniel Bryan. They did it with Pat Patterson. Um, I think you leave to let the heat die down and then they quietly bring you back. The other thing I'm wondering is I wonder if Vince and Linda ever come forward and talk about their relationship at all and, and 
Because I think they're right now they're a marriage of convenience. I think they're just staying together so they don't have to split their fortune. But now that he's revealing that he's had affairs and stuff, I don't know. You know, I, I think she was okay with it as long as it was quiet. But now that it's become public, I'm wondering if that makes any difference. So I'm wondering if, if well, Vince stays in in a position of power, does he get divorced finally? You know, it's arguable that Linda McMahon is the most powerful person in that family right now and has been for a bit. Has been probably since didn't didn't he turn over sign certain stuff over to her during the whole steroid scandal to begin with anyway? Like I she's don't a, she's I, I feel like on paper she's actually wielded a great deal more power than people have realized. I think they she should split from Vince and form WCW. <laughs> well, you know, all of all of these things are really interesting because, you know, with Stephanie leaving and Stephanie left just at the same time all the um, uh, Sasha and Naomi stuff happened, and I thought that was there. I felt like there might be a connection there, but I wasn't sure. And then this particular thing happened, and of all the types of activities that could have come up because I am pretty sure there are way more criminal activities going on with that company or with people in that company than we realize. And they've probably signed more contracts than we ever realized. Um, I, I feel like there was just a whole, like all of those things could be connected. If you want to go into your conspiracy theories, and I love a good conspiracy theory, but I feel like there's a thread through those and I don't know, like, more names might come up. You know, like the Hugh Hefner thing back in the day. And as soon as Hugh Hefner was out of the picture, all of a sudden they came up. Names came up about, oh, yeah, he was terrible, and he did this, and he did this. It was a different playmate every month, go figure. But it was always that sort of thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if you heard more and more stories about Vince in that same light, especially if Steph with Stephanie at the helm. Um, I think, I don't know, it's just, there, 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 I feel like there's a thread there and maybe I'm reaching and I'm fine with that being the case, but there's something else. I feel like there's another shoe yet left to drop before all is said and done. And this is only act two that we're witnessing. All right. So with that said, uh, Freddie brought up the point of Triple H saying he's back. So what do we think that means? He's back. Is he back in the office? Is he uh, up off the couch? Um, is he wrestling again? What does that mean? I'm back. What do you, Freddie, what do you think since you brought it up? I think from what the rumor mills are saying, um, he's going to be swinging a bigger stick in the, the sense that he's getting more power back backstage. Um, I think he gets NXT back. Um, I, I would hope if, if he's going down to the performance center and he's saying he's back, maybe that's that's a uh, some type of indication there. But um, I, I just hope he gets more power. I feel he knows where the business is going and has more of a connect to what the fans would want to see. And how to put on a good product, but with, with wifey at the helm, 
hopefully that uh that pushes us in the right direction but there's still the old man in the way so i don't know if that yeah happens. i was gonna have to disagree with you on that one um i think vince wants nxt to be a true developmental territory so i don't think you're gonna see anything different while Vince is still in charge, I think the biggest mistake Triple H made was making NXT successful. Because Vince wanted to be the one to say, I'm the only one that can make superstars. And I'm the only one. And the NXT shows were better than the Raw and SmackDown shows for years. Even the pay-per-views were better. All of them. Regular shows, yeah. pay-per-views. It was a better show. It was it was put together. It had storylines that made sense. It had great wrestling. I mean, the NXT pay-per-views the ones you didn't want to miss. Yeah. Right, I could miss the Survivor Series. I could even miss WrestleMania, but I was not missing NXT. Right. So I don't think I. I think to the talent, it'll be better. But I mean, I noticed they just signed. Didn't they sign like a sprinter or some girl? Like again, another non wrestler. Yeah. Right. That and, whole and I'm like, with college. and I'm like, who cares who this person? is? She was a runner or something. Who cares? I mean, if she can't wrestle, who cares? I mean, I don't care what she did in her previous life. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't think it's gonna there's gonna make any difference, or not not a noticeable difference. Encyclopedia, what do you think? I don't have much to say on it. I don't think anything's changing in NXT. They didn't go through all this whole effort just so that Triple H would have the opportunity to walk back in and turn it upside down again. I. Like I said, I don't have any faith in anything changing right now. <laughs> Sorry. It's mad Perfect. cheerful. I'm so cheerful about it. Oh, although I agree. Um, I don't think NXT goes back. They can't go back. They, they're just, I mean, from any standpoint, you look at it, NXT won't go back to what they, they can't do it. The people that they were relying upon to carry that brand before are now gone and happy in other companies. Um, from a business standpoint, it would make no sense to put that investment in changing your brand over so much. And then just to go back, you know, what a year and a half, two years later, I, I think they stay a developmental. However, if, Triple H is in charge, indeed in charge of NXT now and has that reign or holds those reins, sorry. Um, I think the way they cultivate their talent changes. So in terms of building them up in a way that might be more in line than with the thought process that brought had William Regal and Samoa Joe there evaluating talent, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of coaching, that kind of mentality, which might, in theory, improve the product that you then see on Raw and SmackDown, but that's nothing immediate. That's you know, that's a long process. So I think in small ways it would affect it, but nothing big. There's no yellow, no black and gold anymore. It's over. So end of the day, where do you guys think Triple H winds up power-wise? I'm going to... Quote CM Punk from 10 years ago. Nothing's going to change until Vince McMahon is dead. I think he'll have a say in, in recruiting talent, which might give you a, a better class of wrestler, student. But as far as the content of the show, 
you're not going to see anything noticeable. You might see better wrestling. But, I mean, they're putting Lash Legend on TV every week, and she obviously is not ready for TV. She's awful. Um, she's she's w, NXT's answer to Jade Cargill, except Jade Cargill's actually improved in the last year. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, there's several people on NXT I'm like, I don't know, I'm not ready for TV. Shouldn't be on TV. But maybe you'll get a better student, you know, you'll get a better class of students. I don't know, but. Fair enough. So, moving over back to, uh, we haven't heard from Naomi or Sasha in a while. Not at all. Not a social media post. Not nothing. But something earlier this week was posted that Sasha Banks has been released. No one's been able to verify that. Um, but it's going around. I don't think she has been. I don't. I think we would know more about it if it was. But. So let's let's play the scenario where she was been she's been released. Does she, is it automatic she ends up in AEW? Does she go out to the Indies? Does she try Japan? Does she take a few months off to heal maybe heal up some injuries and drum up some interest? Um what do we think happens to her if she is released? I think she goes Hollywood. I, I think she's done with with wrestling if she's released. I don't I don't see her going to AEW. I see her going Star Wars, Marvel. I I see her going big time Hollywood. That would be that would be my guess on that. So you think she's done with wrestling altogether, or you think she tries Hollywood for a while and maybe takes wrestling as a like drops in on on like AEW for special appearances? Um, I I think I think with the change of power, in quotes, in WWE. Um, that may be able to mend the fences with her and possibly bring her back if Triple H is anywhere up towards the top. So that relationship might get renewed. I would see her more Hollywood, mending the fences, and coming back to WWE at some point. I'm actually that surprised with Stephanie and Power that her first order of business was to try to get them two back. Because you lose a ton of star power yeah. without those two. Right. Mm-hmm. So you would think at some point you would have heard, you know, that she met with them because, I mean, remember, she's the head of the women's revolution. Right. So you would have thought she, she would have that would have been her, her her mission would have been like the first thing I'm going to do when I put my purse down in my office is get them two on the phone and be like, how do we work this out? Right. You know, because I'm going to put my stamp on it. And the first stamp I'm going to do is I'm going to they're going to show up on Raw. And, you know, we're going to figure out where we're putting them and we're going to get them going again. Cause you know, it's painted us in a negative light. And if we're trying to, if we're trying to distract everybody from Vince over here, the easiest way to do that is to bring back Sasha and Naomi. So I'm really surprised that hasn't happened. I think Stephanie has been conspicuously quiet. So think about it. We've seen two tweets from Stephanie. One was, Oh, I'm leaving. I'll be back. <laughs> and the next one is, hey, I'm in charge now. You know, paraphrasing, of course. Um, I wonder if it's more in her best interest. Because I think what we what they've shown is that, you know, basically the crowds ain't going to turn on anybody. I don't know what the ratings have been or if they've taken a dip. I don't know what the, I think the stock took an initial dip. Yes, my one share of stock is not on. worth what it used to be. Right. So 
<laughs> but those are things you can bounce back from. And I think she's going to be a little more calculating with her moves. So everything you just described, it is entirely possible she's done those things without announcing that she's doing those things. And I'm not saying that it's definite. I'm just saying it's possible. And I wonder if it does serve her interests to be a little more quiet now so she can make bigger moves when that time comes because eventually somebody's going to want the reins of power back and you know she'll she'll be able to have this position to say oh well no we're good you know what as a matter of fact the whole board's behind me you know what i mean like so yeah i i kind of feel i kind of see her going on the discreet route here and i wouldn't be surprised if she's able to work something out with with both uh, Sasha and Naomi, and I think it would be great. But to your question, or to your initial question, Rob, and to piggyback off Freddie, she's totally going Hollywood because Sasha Banks has a resume that rivals most um, WWE stars twice her age. And she did a lot in a short time with the career and I don't. I think she's even on record as saying she didn't want to be in it forever. She wanted to see what's next and what's next and what's next. And she's already gotten a taste of that in the, in the entertainment realm. And I think it's going to be really tough to reel her back in. All right, Encyclopedia, what do you think? Who's in charge of creative again? <laughs> Why would they come back? He's still in charge. I hate tag team wrestling. That's probably what he said. It's um, she was on what? The Mandalorian? Yeah. On the Mandalorian, Did you guys, yes. did you guys watch that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Was she any good? Because I don't watch Star Wars stuff. So yeah, I she's know. pretty good. I mean, yeah, for Star Wars things, she was pretty good. I was yeah, going to say, what did she really do? Speaking role? Yeah, <laughs> she didn't have much of a speaking role, but right. she was there. So where do you she see her up, in... Where do you see her in Hollywood then, Freddie? If, if you think Hollywood-bound action movies... Uh, rom coms, you know um, her and Kane. I, I, her and Kane in like a romantic comedy. <laughs> I, I think you can put her in action movies. I think she may be able to play like a Gina Carano type role. She's kind of um, small. She's kind of small, but she does have connections with, you know, Snoop Dogg stuff like that. So I don't. That's know music, though. That's really not. It's it's music, but I'm sure he has some Hollywood influence at some point to make Snoop a couple Dog phone is, calls. Snoop Dogg ain't just music anymore. He could That's get a big show. Right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she can do a show with Martha Stewart's cousin or something. Right. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, I guess, All right. So. My guess is maybe New Japan, but you know, sporadically. Maybe she, as Freddie said, I mean, not through Snoop Dogg necessarily, but maybe she makes an appearance here and there on TV. I think that's about all she could hope for. But as long as Vince is in charge, yeah, I, Stephanie, I, pro- I think Stephanie's smart enough to know there's no use make, picking up that phone. All right, so the end of Raw last week, uh, we had Roman Reigns come out yet again and tell everybody how wonderful he is without ever defending the belt. Right. And Cowboy Brock came back out again. And I think I sent a, a text like Brock again. 
And I was like, wow, they're really devoid of ideas. I mean, the Cody thing, they were obviously putting all of their eggs in the Cody basket. And once Cody got hurt, it was like, oops, hey, look, we don't have another challenger again. And then Randy got hurt because the plan was supposed to be Randy, then Riddle. Or vice versa. I don't know how it was going to play out, but Randy got hurt and he's out till. It was nice of them to give Riddle a a great title match and then have him lose to almost in like three minutes on Raw this week. So. Made no sense. You killed any momentum yet. I don't even know what to say anymore. Like Anthony said, it's just, I've lost all faith. I don't understand anything. I read the results and I go, really? They're paying people to do this? People are getting paid to write this stuff. Do they even reading what they're writing? Do they even look at last week's show? No continuation. Well, I mean, you know, like, and Bobby Lashley is chasing the U.S. title, which to me is beneath him at this point. Because, and then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. uh, You know, Austin Theory, I thought they were building him up to be something, but what are they just feeding him to Lashley now? Like, I I just, I don't know. I don't understand. I watched the show. And the other thing I wrote on here, I know you guys were, I was laughing about, is Becky Lynch is fighting Dana Brooke for the 24-7 title and tells her she doesn't want it. Like, they just degraded their own belt on their own TV right. show. Like, we already know the belt's a joke, but when, when nobody wants it, right? Right? Let, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't. Yeah, off that, have they even shown the 24-7 title since? Yeah. Because I don't remember seeing it since um, she gave that promo. I, I Dana, And now I black out a lot during that show, but... Dana Brooke lost it to Dewdrop at a house show. Main event. I, or main event. That's right. Sorry. Main, yeah, main event. Like anybody watches that. Um, so, and also, I was going to piggyback off your point. My, my biggest thing, you have a brand new young faction that you're trying to build up. You have them huge thing where they turn on edge and then the next week they're not even on the fucking show. How does that make any type of sense? Well, here's the thing. We read that Edge didn't want to be, right? They wanted to do like a supernatural angle and Edge didn't want to be a part of it. Don't you build that out over a couple of weeks? Right? Instead of like that, yeah. Because they were like, oh, we're weeding out the, the weak part and that's you. And they beat him up and I'm like, what did he do? Right. Like, could they have him not show up for a few weeks and have them be like, look, we were here, we're we're making the charge, and you're not here. You're doing what you're with your family. You're doing whatever, and you're not with us. Right. And if you're not with us, you're against us. And then they kick the shit out of him. Then you're like, all right, at least they have an excuse. It was yeah. like, oh, Edge decided on Sunday he didn't want to be part of the faction anymore. So on Monday they they beat him up and kicked him out. <laughs> like, and I, I guess AJ Styles is okay with Finn Balor just dumping them one day after yeah. a pay-per-view right after a loss and being like, and moving on to something else, you know, which turns out to be the Miz. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Is the Miz the consolation prize when they don't have anything else for you to do? Basically, it's what it sounds like. I mean, I, I, I don't even know anymore. I, I'm speechless. Hey, devil's advocate. I'll That's play that me. role for a moment. Uh, don't you dare. Is it possible Edge, like so many others on their roster right now, is injured? 
And no, I'm just saying, is it possible? That's why they. Is it possible? No. That's why they decided to. And they the, panicked and pulled the trigger. The early rumor. The rumor that. was, they wanted to go with a supernatural element to it, which I still haven't seen. And Edge said he didn't want to do it, so they decided that Monday just to throw him out instead of saying, "Okay, that's fine." Let's start building out the fact that you're going to get kicked out. Because remember, I was saying the last time I was talking to you guys, I said, so are we supposed to cheer Edge now? Right, right. Because he got his ass kicked? But we haven't seen him since. Well, I mean, when he comes back, he'll come back and the fans will cheer. And I'm like, what are you actually cheering at? That his buddies beat him up? Maybe they will forget the whole thing since his buddies, as you said before, Freddie, are gone. So, yeah, well, I mean. And to Freddie's point, they they make that big move, quote unquote, and then the following week they're not even on TV, and we find out that Ripley's hurt, right? And we get the 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 uh, the ladies five way and Carmella wins. Uh, I don't. I mean, is Carmella going to beat Bianca Belair? No, of course not. I mean, come on. I. I Whatever. <laughs> uh, that that's clearly a move to hold out and say, okay, hopefully Ray is better, Ripley's better by the next major show. That that's what that felt like to me. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's just I don't know if I would have picked Carmella in that group. Right. I, I don't know. You know what? Out of those, out of those who were in it, I mean, it's not. Frank, quite frankly, um, Liv isn't an interesting matchup. For Bianca, that part, I don't know how good that match is at this point. Um, Alexa Bliss, I wouldn't want to do that to her. To I don't know. Her Alexa that. Bliss would have been more realistic to me. I could have lived right. with that, even if I, she lost. I feel like she they want her to be bigger than just that in that position. Um, you're not going to do that to Asuka because well, Asuka I think and we, Be- and we, we talked are, about are, it. Are, yeah, they're they've up. got their thing going on. So they don't need to be tied up in the title picture right now. So, yeah, I think it was just kind of that's who drew the straw. Yeah, I honestly think that's what they did. I think they actually drew straws and Carmelo got got the <laughs> yeah, short one. And, she got the short one. You know, I had it. I don't think they were like, hmm, who should we give the, the title match to? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to close my eyes and spin. And whoever I point to is You're the right. winner. You get to lose to Bianca. I think they're booking is just a bunch of sheets on a wall and they throw darts and whatever it hits, it's like one from column A, one from column B, and one from column C, and that's how they get to where they're going in these days because you can't, you can't imagine people sit in a room and plot these things out and it all makes sense. Right. I don't know. Um, where are we going? Are we, going are we moving over to AEW now? Anybody have any other uh, WWE bashing they'd like to do? Well, now that you guys are done, maybe I could actually say something. Whenever you're ready. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't have a ton. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> Can I speak? Yeah. Well, I don't have a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the great line from the South Park movie? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah. All right, I'm finished. Yeah. I have something to say. All right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the only thing I got to say as far as Brock coming back, and you got, you guys pretty much covered it, but when you sent that text out, I was like, well, who's left? They haven't built anybody up. They don't know how to build anybody up anymore. Riddle was probably the one that they built up 
well enough that at least you could have seen him challenging at the next pay-per-view and for some stupid reason they decided to throw it away on a smackdown there's, there's nobody Which, left actually it was a great match I don't it, know it was a great match. Of the match that's what yeah it was it was wasted on smackdown though but are they taking notes from AEW? Let's throw blockbuster matches on a weekly show instead. I mean, what about what about Walter? Couldn't they the throw new Walter Intercontinental champion? I think I it's probably too soon. Yeah, I think they're trying to rebuild the IC Championship with him. You can only <laughs> go up from where it is now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like Scott Hall threw it in the garbage can, and and, right. and Hacksaw picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> poor ricochet i have nothing against ricochet i think he's a really good wrestler but man they didn't give him shit to do yeah oh i marked out when gunther won the belt care to yeah, care less about ricochet he he should be in matches with the young bucks none of them sell <laughs> it's, it's a fucking spot fest speaking of they should have a no-sell championship who could no-sell the most <laughs> man i am leading into each topic you're you you're go. you're just setting it up. You're like a, a pro volleyball player. So the young bucks, <laughs> they they booked themselves as champions again. What a fucking shock! I can't stand these guys. They don't sell shit. They don't put anybody over. Excuse me. Are you are you are you the encyclopedia? No no no. Wait. <laughs> no. We don't get in the rant very often. Just shh, let, let's go. Sorry, with it. sorry sorry. Go ahead go ahead, Freddie. Sorry sorry. I can't I can't fucking stand them. Like they're. It's a super kick fest whenever they come out. It's Ken and Ryu or whatever fucking video game they're playing on this week is who they want to dress up as. Fucking Space Jam one week. Ken and Ryu, like... You know, From Street Fighter? Yeah, like, I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, it's just... You have so many other tag teams that you can put the belts on that'll be meaningful. And you want to put these two fucking schmucks as your tag team champions. The young because schmucks? Was, Are they the young schmucks? It, it, if it wasn't them, it was going to be the Hardys who can't fucking move around the ring or can't stay off a bender long enough to fucking <laughs> be fucking champions. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, this is this is what AEW Tag Team Championship Wrestling has become. It's either a spot fest or the Hardys. So, like, I don't get it. This this might I'm this might have been the greatest show. rant on this show ever. No, Booker T Triple H. Yeah, Booker T Triple H was pretty good. That well, was... I mean that that had a whole other element to it, you know. <laughs> that was that wasn't just wrestling, that was like life in general. This is like pure like <laughs> wrestling, wrestling and, and alcoholism all mixed in. Yeah. Pure wrestling rant. I, I I gotta I might have to give my vote to this one too. All right. Um, so I agree. <laughs> so go ahead. Go ahead, Reverend. Preach on. Oh, I, I do agree. You know, I was looking up I, I every so often I'll look up the AEW championship reigns and all that and there have been one two three four five six different champions and, and the longest reigning were of course the young bucks for over 300 days and yes it was during the pandemic and all cool but they have so many tag teams in that company that, and, and I know, and again, I'm going to talk about, throw out that word, the injury word again, because you have some possible contenders that haven't really gotten off the ground yet because of injuries. You got Top Flight, um, not Dante Martin, Darius Martin, 
is always injured and he's injured again recently and freak injury but injury um so they haven't really gotten a chance to get going um yeah the acclaimed i i am every week more and more fan of the acclaimed and they hardly ever wrestle except on dark yo listen i enjoy them i enjoy them thoroughly and i want them to actually get run together as a tag team but bowens gets hurt and it's you know freak injuries and stuff but even then, there are so many tag teams in the I was going to say, what about the 17 other tag teams? You're right. So you're going to tell on. me none of them could have been put into that match? And none of them would have been... I don't know. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you guys for a little bit. And I'll tell you why. The fact that you guys are ranting about how much you hate the Young Bucks is why the Young Bucks are great. Yeah. And I don't hate them. I just don't want them as champions. Right, but right here's now. the thing. They're getting the reaction that they want. They are coming out there being total dicks. They're mocking uh, other teams. They're mock. I mean, they, the one week when they mocked Degeneration X, and then they, you know, they're, they're coming out, they're, they're, they're spitting in, on all tradition and they're just being general assholes, I think is great. I think that's what they're supposed to do. Now, the other thing I think that you guys are missing is they have a match coming up now with uh, an, an inevitable confrontation with FTR. Because FTR is going to win this Sunday, I think. And I think they're going to have the IWGP and the Ring of Honor belts. And then they're yes. going to collect those AEW titles. And if you're going to want to see them take the belts and, off someone. And if you want to beat a team who's got a lot of championships in their past. You beat the Young Bucks, you've done something. Right. So I think there's just I think they're just transitioning to to get to where FTR is going to take the belts from them. So That's I think you're missing fair. the fact once the Hardys dropped out, I think it it was and you didn't really want to leave the belts on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus anymore. You had to put them on the Bucks. And then, like I said, I think the Bucks are only hanging on to the titles for a little bit. I think they're going to drop them to FTR, and FTR is going to have the three. Those, you know, they're going to be like a, the, the the greatest tag team at that point. They're going to have all the belts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think you're going to see the Young Bucks transition into a feud with Adam Cole and his group at some point. I think they're waiting for kind of waiting for Kenny Omega to come back, and I think they're going to have that feud at some point. Right, that'll be the trios. That'll right. be the first trios champions. With Kenny could Omega. be. I mean, I think they honestly could be waiting for that. Right. But I mean, that's what I think. I think you guys are missing out on the fact that the Young Bucks are doing exactly what you want them to do. They're pissing you off. They're pissing on the competition. They are a great team, whether you like them or not. I mean, they can do They, You know, look, you got the Lucha Brothers. You got them. They're, it's a spot fest. AEW is a spot fest. Dante Martin. That's yeah. all it is. I, I've stopped complaining about it because that's just the way it's going to be for now on. That's that's they're younger guys. That's what they do. They don't sell and they and they flop around the ring a lot. Um, what I'm concerned about with all that stuff is the career long, like Ray Phoenix is not going to make it to 40 at this point. He's always hurt. Dante Martin taking too many, they're taking too many chances. Darby Allen. Guevara, Darby, they're all taking too many chances and I don't like it. And I wish they would tell them to stop because I think Jeff Hardy is your, is the end result. The benchmark, yeah. I think he's the one. He's what you turn into. You either get hooked on painkillers or you drink to get through the pain. Yeah. I wish Tony Khan would be like, you know what? No more off ladder shit. You know, let's let's 
take it down a notch. We don't, not everybody needs to be running through the ropes like lunatics, you know, let's, let's, let's vary it up a little bit, but they're not gonna, but that's what I would be doing at this point. I'd be like, you know, less, you know, suicide dive and more leg locks and, you know, let's, let's get some wrestlers in here. Let's, you know, let's, let's work that out a little more. I like where you took that. What's that? I like where you took that. Just saying. Encyclopedia, come to the dark side. <laughs> Join us. I think the only question I have now I is... hate the Oak Bucks. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> the only Can question I, I have... I hate the Oak Bucks. I'm done. And I'm, I won't interrupt you anymore. Go ahead. Oh, whatever. No, I, I was going to say... All I want to know is, will the Young Bucks sell for Sting like everybody else does on the roster? <laughs> I guess we'll find out Sunday. It's a fair question. I guarantee Sting will no-sell some of their stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I mean, look, that's the character, right? I yeah. Mean, oh, no, it's great. I mean, that's not that, a That's the way they made the character. That's, that's well, what I paid That's the way they made it. I mean, look, Tony Khan has his favorites, if you hadn't noticed. Yeah. Jericho... Uh, Sting, Sting and um, Moxley and those guys are always going to be in the main event picture as long as he's around yeah, basically all his so, wet dreams when he was a teenager right. the Bucks you know there's certain guys are you just I mean like I'm surprised oh Rapongi Vice yeah. is getting such a push right now because they've lost so many matches and all of a sudden like they're now these main eventers and they're beating like Will Ospreay's team and I'm like didn't they get their asses kicked a few months ago by like everybody Right. So I don't know. So does anybody have any guess on who Zack Saber Jr.'s oppo- mystery opponent is going to be? Because I have two guesses. Um, my guess Reiner. is Cesaro. Yeah. My guess is Cesaro too, but my dark horse is Johnny Gargano. Oh. Which Ooh. he is going to be in Chicago on Sunday, although he's claiming he's only there during the day. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. About a technical wrestler. You heard it here first. Well. The arena well, is not technically in Chicago. Oh wait, no, United Center is. Never mind. I, I still, I think it's going to be Cesaro. I think you're right, but I but think um, Gargano is, a... is my dark horse choice because he could definitely go. I mean, it could yeah, definitely be can. him. Yeah. Oh, but if, um, if you bring in, could... if you bring in Cesaro, what what happens? So one shot. It's another, it's another Miro situation where he comes and he disappears. Like, well, he's supposed to. Supposedly, he's going to join the the Fight Club. Do you think it could be Samoa Joe? I'm surprised we haven't seen him on TV lately. Nah, he's in, mm. involved in the uh, in the, the Jay Lethal stuff. He's hurt right he, now. Oh, because yeah. I was going to say I haven't seen him in like what a month. That that giant, that great Kali lookalike uh, hurt him. Sanjay Singh or whatever his fucking name. Is. Whatever his name is. The, the, I, I'm sorry. Shit? Let me go by his real name. Who cares? <laughs> Giant Gonzalez three, right? <laughs> yep. Yo, how about WWE sign him and they could team up with almost a wrestler? That'll put yeah, some butts in seats. He could dance around with Shanky. That's hey, right. Just, Shanky's just, awesome. Just to jump back to WWE for a minute, did you guys see the Veer Mahal uh, promo this week? Veer Mahan. Yes. Yeah. Veer Mahan, yeah. He, he shouldn't be Mahal. allowed to talk. He shouldn't be. Oh. Uh, you know what's interesting? His vignette promos were way better than his on his. Didn't he just say, "I'm coming"? 
No, oh, he yeah, actually was, gave. He actually which, during his vignettes, he actually had somewhere he talked. That's why I was so weeks. ticked off when he would just come to the ring and growl at people. I, as I was Freddie, like, I don't, I don't think he could ever find the arena. I think that's why he kept saying that. That's why he kept. I'll He'd go to the wrong city. I'm almost there. I'm in Chicago, dude. We're in Detroit. Ah, shit. All right. I'm coming. I'll see you next week. <laughs> I'll be there next week. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I try not to get on anybody whose clear second language is English. Too much. I'm not saying. Is, I'm not saying is that. Is it really his second language? Because he played in the MLB for a long time. Or not it's a long still time. Still a second language. Bit. Yeah, but here's the thing. Then, then get him. Then get him a mouthpiece. Yeah. Right. Yes, that's that's true. Especially for those type of in crowd. Interviews. Like I have I said, no problem with you know if you, can't, stuff is if you can't talk, that's fine. Then give him a manager. Yeah. There are ways around that, but some guys should just not talk. He he his his promo. He said the same thing twice. Yeah. And it didn't make and it, he he can tell he was like thinking each word through. Yeah. Are we talking about Veer Mahan or are we talking about Matt Hardy? Well, <laughs> could well, be. I feel like. Matt well, look, Matt Hardy's taking too many chair shots to the head, okay? So, yeah. so it's almost great. a second language for him. Too. So speaking of uh, alcoholism and Hardys and that kind of stuff, um, Jeff Hardy, uh, the more that it comes out, the worse he looks. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe you guys can explain this to me. I'm not a drinker. And I'm not, I'm not saying even any one of you guys are, but if I have had a couple of drinks, I, I, the first thing I don't decide is to grab car keys. So what is the thought process behind someone who drinks and then decides, hey, you know what? I should drive. Someone See, who's I've, lost their license, who's been in trouble before, wouldn't the first thing you'd be like is if you're going to drink, you'd hand your keys to someone else and go, look, I'm going to get plastered tonight. Don't give me these. And I, I agree with you. And if you look at professional sports, a lot of these NFL guys, NBA guys, the teams provide them with a phone number, uh, unlimited Uber, like professional drivers will come and pick them up from wherever. And these idiots still decide to jump behind the wheel. It makes no sense to me. You have free access. There's no way you get in trouble. Like, it's your get-out-of-jail-free card. Your company will pay wherever you're at, take you to wherever you need to go, and that's it. I'm sure uh, AEW had something like that with, with Jeff. If they didn't, they're idiots. But if they did, it would not surprise me. And yet, Jeff Hardy, Jay Uso, like, or Jimmy Uso, like, these guys, they just don't get it. Here's I, the I thing, Freddie. Even why. if even if they don't supply a car, you make a good you make a good salary, right? Right. Yeah. Pay somebody to drive you. Also, he works with his brother and lives right down the block from him. The commute ain't that difficult to figure out. And I'm not saying it's Matt Hardy's job. I'm not saying he's his brother's keeper. However, if I'm Jeff Hardy, I'm looking for anybody to help keep me in check. But then but again, even, I'm not Jeff Hardy, so I don't know how his I don't know how his head works in those situations. Any, anybody where he's at should be like, yo, you can't drive. I'll give you a there, ride. Give me your there should be ride. someone on staff specifically for that. You know, here's yeah. the thing about the drinking too. It's not even people don't even have a problem if he drinks. I mean, you want to drink, go ahead. 
It's that he gets behind the wheel. Continuously. Right? I would just be like, look, take here's my keys. All right. Don't give me don't give me my keys. Right? I have no access to a car. I can't go anywhere without you. I, I just don't I don't I don't understand. I never understand that. You yeah, want to drink and get plastered? There? Go ahead. Just give me one second, Jason. Yes, yeah, sir. You want to get plastered? Go ahead. It's none of my business. It becomes my business when you get behind the wheel. Let me throw something out at you guys and just tell me what you think about it. So I'm native New Yorker. Um, I grew up not having to drive anywhere. Um, there was always an abundance of public transportation or I could walk somewhere. I don't know how Cameron, North Carolina is, but I've been in other parts of North Carolina and it's not exactly like they have a MTA 24 hour system thing going on. I did live in Florida for a few years and I'm well aware of their culture of drinking and driving because anywhere you have drive-through liquor stores is encouraging that culture of, of drinking and driving. And I know that a large swath of this country is much like that in terms of spacious rural areas where you grow up and you, as you grow up, you see this around you all the time. And there's people driving to and from the bars at all hours of the day and night. And I'm not saying that's the basis for it, but what I'm saying is if you mix that with an obvious addiction problem, does that then throw all common sense out the window? Because now it's something that's normal, drinking and driving, driving drink. He knows, he knows he has a problem. So there's already that spec that that ghost of addiction that he's dealing with that always counteracts what would be common sense to say no, not to do this, not to do that. Um, but then it's something so normal. There. Yeah, but Jason. And I'm not, I know what you're saying about the, intellectually a, I understand what you're saying. He is a grown man. Mm-hmm. He is a father. Yes. He is an employee. Is he is a husband. Yes. All he of has an true. obligation to those people mm-hmm. to get his act together and not do things like that. Yeah. No, if, if it, we're I don't care about what your surroundings as simple are. as you know. an allergy. You know, that's one thing. But come on, we're we know that these this is a bigger thing. We've seen people that this affects until their dying day often is the thing that puts people into the grave. So we know it's not that simple. It makes sense to us right now talking about it. It makes perfect sense to us talking about it. But clearly, his brain ain't there. He knows it. You've seen him in the times where he knows it. But, I mean, hell, I had equated to someone having dementia where part of the time they know what's going on and what they need to do and where they need to be and how they need to go about things. And then there's another point where that switch hits. And now all of that's gone. And that's not to excuse Jeff Hardy by any means because Jeff Hardy, we're talking about the same thing as we're talking about with Sonny. The difference is Jeff Hardy is very lucky he hasn't killed anybody yet. That's the only difference. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a point, though, and I think we've long passed it, where he can't make this decision to be part, to be independent anymore in that, you know, in society. Like, she should have never been driving. He should never be. Um, and there's going to be a point where he won't be able to function, be a functional member member of society. 
Because how are you going to send him out of the house and expect him to make the right decision without well, somebody on him 24-7? So let me piggyback on that. So what do you guys think? Is, is he done with wrestling? Or do you think if he cleans up his act, Tony Khan gives him another chance? Can I, I just answer that real quick? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Freddie, to talk over you. But I think I said this before How many t- earlier tonight. How many times have we seen somebody gone only to come back? So you think happened. he's gonna? They'll give him another chance if he can prove he's clean. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Okay. So Freddie, what do you think? I think that's what the problem with him is. Is he's gotten too many chances without repercussions, and that's what's enabling it. WWE finally was like, "Listen, you can't do it." And then what did he do? He took his ball and he went to AEW, and AEW let him run amok, and look what happens. There's no repercussions for this guy, so it's it's going to be a vicious cycle, and it's unfortunate. <clears throat> Encyclopedia, you've been uh, strangely silent. I'm staying out of this one. Okay. Um, my personal opinion is, I mean, watching their last match, I I think they should be done. Jeff and Matt look slow. The guys had to slow down to keep them in the match. And I don't see that improving over time. So I wish for Jeff Hardy's sake he would retire. And Matt can go do some backstage stuff if that's what he wants to do. But I think the two of them are are through. Um, and I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I think they're done. I, I think that's enough. All right. So I guess the last thing to talk about, unless anybody has any objections, I know we weren't going to make picks for Forbidden Door, but I guess we can talk about it a little bit. Um, I'm curious to know what you guys think about, how do you think the, um, the, the promotion has been for this? Like, do you feel like you know the opponents? Do you feel like you've got an idea of who's wrestling who? Or do you think the, the injuries and the lack of knowledge of who, the, who these guys are supposed to be is going to hurt this? Um, I'll, I'll start it off. I'll say <clears throat> I almost feel like you when you watch NXT. <laughs> Frustrated who's and this, sad? <laughs> who's Miserable? And, wh- and why should I care about them? It's like, who's this guy? What, what's he bring to the table? Like, I know they give you a little bit, at least a little bit more than WWE as to who the guy is. But there's still, at least in my opinion, not enough. For me to be like, oh, okay, that's who this is. This is what I should feel towards this guy. But for me, it's just, it's not there. Maybe it's because I don't watch New Japan. So it may be that disconnect on my end, but that's where I'm at. Okay. Encyclopedia, what do you think? I think this is going to flop. I don't think they have the stars on the show that they wanted due to injury. No fault of their own. And I'll be honest, I've given two shits about Dynamite the last three or four weeks because I don't know half the people on the show, and that's fine, but they're also not telling us who they are either. We're we're supposed to know already. This show is totally for the hardcore fans, and that's fine, but I would not expect a huge buy rate for it. I'm even curious if the show's even sold out. Tony Khan will buy it out. Just give, just give out tickets. Ja- Jacksonville Jaguars and Fulham FC will take up all the empty seats. <laughs> right, right. 
Jason, no thoughts? Many thoughts. Um, <laughs> all right, we all have to work I tomorrow. Watch so, uh, I, I watched that Dynamite. I don't. I watched that Dynamite, and um, you know what came came to mind was they they should have done what they've done over the last two weeks for longer. And the reason why I say that is because there seems to be, except for a couple of them, um, Orange Cassidy and Osprey, they had some good chemistry going on in there. Um, but aside from them, everybody looked like they were just off in timing. Like, you know, oh, it just felt like hmm, there's there is something not quite there yet with the in-ring chemistry between the two. And I mean. Is it styles? Is it what? I don't know. But it feels like there would need to be more time for it to come off well. Um, I also think they're probably doing marketing in a way that we're not used to in the U.S. uh, when it comes to wrestling companies and promoting shows. I think they do a lot more promotion online and through things that we're not seeing normally like i saw video packages they were playing as if they'd been establishing them for over a month and it was the first time seeing them this week so i i don't like necessarily i don't it's not i don't know if it's that i don't like it or just that i'm not accustomed to how they're promoting this show and so what you guys just said yeah they assume their audience knows the history between the aew guys and the New Japan guys. At least Jay White is nice enough to explain the history and his promos. And I thought he gave a great promo when he won that title last week um, and really went into the history of him and a lot of these guys that he's looking at. But even then, that match just got to put together in like seemingly five minutes. So I don't know. It should be entertaining. If, if you like these guys, watch the show odds are you're going to be entertained i am a little worried i feel like that it, it could have used another one to two weeks to build. so you guys what do you think they could have done better because what i used to like about um and i'm going back a few years when i used to watch um world championship wrestling on tbs when they had new guys coming in they would have taped matches so, like, let's say, for example, Stan Hansen was coming to town to wrestle. They would have a match from when he was in the AWA, him destroying a guy in a few minutes. And you'd be like, oh, all right, that's, there's Stan Hansen. I know what he does. And they would spend that match talking about who Stan Hansen was and what he could do and blah, blah, blah. And I always thought with this New Japan stuff, the one thing they missed on is they should have ran, taken a segment each week and ran a match. Like, why is, why is Okada so great? They should have put together a video package and then maybe a a, a portion of what it's like. He beat Kenny Omega, one of AEW's top stars. Why wouldn't they show some of that match? They don't show the whole thing because they were like hour, they were like hour long matches. But you could give us a a 20 minutes on why this match was so great. Um, You could have brought in Kevin. Right. You could have brought in Kevin Kelly, who does a lot of the um, call match calling, the English portion of New Japan and, and, because they do that for Ring of Honor, right? They bring in the Ring of Honor guys and they talk about why Ring of Honor is so great. And they could have brought him in and been like, hey, this is, you know, I've seen Okan's matches in person and blah, blah, blah. And he does this. And, you know, the move we're looking for is the Rainmaker and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I think 
part of it is that part of it is like you said the injuries to have the shuffling of the card um i don't know i just um i mean i'm looking forward to it because i know will Ospreay, i know how good he is i know how good okada is and stuff like that but i imagine the casual fan is like this will be over soon and we'll get back to regularly scheduled programming you know because they were booking this card the other thing i thought was interesting is booking this card they didn't have all the matches set and I'm like, I don't know about you guys. I wouldn't lay down seventy five hundred dollars, hundred twenty five bucks for a match card. That I don't know any of the matches, right? Because I was expecting CM Punk and Danielson, and now I'm not getting any of those guys. So I would have wanted a refund at that point, right? Because those are the guys I wanted to see. And I realize injuries happen, but and cards are subject to change. But when I bought those tickets when they were released, I would have been like, well, that's who I was expecting to see. I think I said it a month ago. You remember that Ring of Honor New Japan show years ago that they thought Cody and the Young Bucks were going to be on when they were hot and then they weren't? I called this. I hate to say it. And the show was not fully sold out, but they actually did do a good job. So I think you're probably right. People bought tickets expecting something that they're not going to get. And and I think they'll still get a show. It's still going to be a good show. I do hate that one of my favorite New Japan guys, it won't be in it, because he was just revealed to be injured, and that's Ishii. No, Ishii. Oh, that pissed me off. He's a, he's a fire plug, that guy. He is. And like I said, I don't know that much about New Japan, everybody in New Japan, but that's my dude. Um, <laughs> but to uh, something you were saying, do you think, when you were talking about um, some of the tape matches... You know, they were match qualifying matches that were going on in New Japan to get into this show, right? Do you think it would have helped then to use some of that TV time to run the, show yes. those matches as well? Yes, they should have. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, that goes back to what I was thinking. It was time. I feel like two more weeks you could have done that well, and. You know, was that that All Atlantic or whatever it's called? That's All Pacific. <laughs> that All Pacific yeah. uh, Championship. The, the um, All Confused title. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, you know, there was a qualifier there, and I would love to have seen that match. I didn't even know that match was taking place. Remember though, they remember they did that with the AEW Women's Championship too. Remember all the the, uh, but even in the, in the matches they did uh, in Japan, at least they showed the highlights. Yeah. Yeah, it highlights. Yeah, you don't have to do the whole right. You, you give it like a five minute package. Give me something. the last five minutes of the of the match. Yeah. You know, let me see what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't think they did a very good job at promoting this at all. Um and again, I feel like we're talking about a company that's still three years old and clearly does not have it all figured out. And I right, get but that. It, but it, you know, I, but I these was are things a lot that would of slack in the beginning and I was arguing with Anthony a lot about that. And now I'm starting to come more towards the other side. Like, all right, you've been you've been in at this three years now. You got to start pulling it together at some point. But have they though? Really? Like, for the full three years, guys, have they been doing this in front of live audiences? Um, hell, recording or, or airing live half the time, or a quarter of the time, or any of the time. Have they really been doing that? They haven't. Because you had a year and a half or more that was an empty arena. So you're giving you them could, a break for COVID? 
not a break, just an understanding. I, I understand that. Like, there are things I still expect from them. And where they fall short, they fall short. But... Freddie does not agree with you. He does not. Clearly. Freddie's giving you the thumbs down. Oh, awful, awful for me. I, oh. I think there are growing yeah. pains. I think so. But I, I, think but that I don't think they something. have learned from those yet. No, no, but what billionaire ever learns from mistakes? Show me one. Well, three, $3 million buys you out of, out of a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> Three million and a, and a woman to be named later. <laughs> so with, with that being said, I think that's, that's a show for Freddie's like, that's enough. <laughs> Freddie wants to go. Get us off the air. <laughs> we want to say thank you guys for listening. <laughs> www.esportsfrenzypod er, e on Twitter. Esports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We will catch you guys next week. Peace.